Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, with your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush. Now let's join the conversation. Very happy to be back with you folks for another week of the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast with Neil and Roger and John, myself, Bob Duco. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, Bob. Doing good. Doing, doing great, Bob. Just keeping it safe here with my mask on. I was going to say, you, you don't sound nearly as muffled as you should because... Yeah. Well, I'm only wearing one. I'm only wearing one mask right now. I could. I, I've got a second one here just to be case. But you know how it is in the People's Republic of California. I you know. Can never have well, too yeah. many masks. Hey, Fauci says we. I think the CDC says we can go from one mask or from two masks down to one mask. So eventually we're going to. Actually, did you see? Uh, Doctor Fauci also says that uh, he's expecting a year from now everybody's going to need booster vaccines. Like, oh uh, yeah, they're already starting the process. Mm. Oh boy. Okay. Well. Uh, this week, with the CDC issuing their new guidelines, asking, uh, uh, telling people you can stop wearing masks outdoors and indoors as long as you're, quote, fully vaccinated, that's what we're going to talk about this week. There's a lot of different aspects to the mask-wearing debate and where we go from this point. And the first place I want to start with this is the CDC changing their guidelines in the first place. Now, I, I, I know this is going to sound cynical, politically cynical, and I might be wrong, so I'm not making this accusation outright. But I do find it interesting, the timing of this, that the CDC suddenly gave this new guidance right at the perfect time that Joe Biden and his administration needed a PR lifeline thrown to them. That yeah, because the jobs report on Friday was absolutely oh, dismal, disaster. and they didn't have any choice but to do something to get things, you know, back on track. Which also shows that we've been right all along that wearing masks does nothing for the economy, and these guys are proving it. You know, they're proving our point. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely, John. You're absolutely right. And so, but let's think about this a second here, and, and let's explore this cynical side of this. Uh, the jobs which, report, by the way, comes I don't think out. is cynical. I think you're being very honest, Bob. I, I think this is actually Look, the truth. I, 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 and you're probably right. Okay, but here's here's what Joe Biden basically. Uh, here is the House of cards of the Biden administration all collapsing and coming to fruition. He's been in office less than four months, okay, a little over three months. And what happens? Unemployment actually ticks up to 6.1%. Right now, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be acting like Bitcoin, okay? Unemployment (laughs) is supposed to be plummeting, like how I work that in. Uh, It's supposed to be going down large, uh, heading eventually toward Donald Trump's 3.5%, if not maybe lower. But right now, when everything is supposed to be dramatically improving, unemployment actually goes up. Jobs are only 266,000 for the month. That's the new normal now. So the dust settles at 6% 6% unemployment. So you got that disaster. You have inflation that has now gone up to 4.2%, which, by the way, hurts the poor more than anybody else. You have the colonial pipeline issue where, what do you know, looks like they paid ransom money, crypto ransom, to these Russian hackers. Did Joe Biden know about this? Ransom was going to be paid. All he said was no comment. But bottom line, eastern seaboard and the southeast of the United States, we have gas lines again like Jimmy Carter. We have gas prices going up, gas shortages and such. Add to that, oh, I don't know, 
Israel and Hamas, Hamas launching thousands of missiles into Israel, which, by the way, Hamas didn't have the guts to do that during the four years of Donald Trump, but three and a half months into Joe Biden, they do. And add to that, oh, this little thing called the border crisis that continues to be out of hand on the border. And so it's all collapsing. It only took three and a half months for basically all the rivets on his submarine to start popping and – this lifeline gets thrown from the CDC. So now we're not talking about all that anymore. We're talking about, hey, we can take off our masks. Uh, John, to the point that you were making, this this really seems suspicious. Uh, Roger, what's your take on this? I know it sounds cynical, but my goodness, the timing is very coincidental. Well, I, I, it is and it isn't. You know, I mean, uh, the fact that, that we can we can all point to statistical analysis, we can point to statistical data that that proves our points. I mean, it makes it uh, non uh, rhetorical. It's, we're not actually out here trying to you know pour uh, gasoline on a, a small burning fire here. I mean, the the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, gas prices are up sixty percent over the past year. I mean, mm-hmm. unemployment continuing to tick up, as you mentioned. Yeah, and, and, the, and yet, and real quick, I want to inter- insert a, a, some data just because I think that helps our our cause, guys. I just looked it up. Before the pandemic, there was 10 million open jobs. Currently, there's 15 million open jobs. So there's no reason why we have high unemployment right now when there's 15 million jobs across the country open. The problem is we're giving out too much cash to those who just want to sit home. Who yeah, wants and to take they, a pay cut by going back to work? Right. Therein lies the rub. Wasn't Ben Sass the one in the Senate who was actually sponsoring a bill that would hi- offer signing bonuses to people to go back to work? I mean, in what rea- this isn't Major League Baseball. This isn't <laughs> National <laughs> Football League, for crying out loud. Who gets a signing bonus for going back to work at a restaurant? But, I mean, that's, that's the way the economy is, has, has brought down. And even to the fact where the, the current, uh, the American so-called rescue plan is now going to be paying parents with children. On a non-mean-tested basis. I mean, it's, it's not right. a question of do you need right. it. It's how many kids are in your family. Okay, right. great. Well, we're going to expand the tax credit, and we're going to send it to you preemptively. That doesn't reek of socialism, does it? I mean, for crying out loud, I figured out one extended family in our world is now going to get an extra $1,700 a month simply because they have kids. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's going to go on for six months. And then what happens when you start trying to scratch that itch around Christmas time and the money stops coming in? People, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're setting the stage for socialism. People are looking at the hyperinflation that's already begun. And, and what, what are we, 100 days into this, 120, 150 days in? I mean, we were concerned that maybe Joe Biden might get, you know, a, what was the 25th Amendment and, and that we'd see Kamala Harris here. They don't need Kamala Harris. Right. She's off tweeting and doing, doing whatever she's supposed to do because, I mean, meanwhile, the president's out there arguing with uh, the Talib on the tarmac for eight minutes about the fact that he's being too nice to Israel. I mean, my goodness, we, we, the USSA is right around the corner here, brother. Absolutely. The, the collapse is happening. Neil, uh, Neil Boron, what's your take on this and, and the timing of the CDC reversal here? This is suggesting to me that they're not following the science. This is not a science-based decision, that it is, in fact, a political strategy in the timing of this. Sure seems like that to me. Yeah, it, I see a lot of opportunism in it, and I think that a lot of the points you guys raised are valid. I think people need to take a serious look at that kind of thing. Um, science has never really been a major part of this, if you really stop and think about it. There was uh, Dr. Fauci early saying you don't have to wear a mask, then it was you need a mask, then it's you need two or three masks. Um, and I don't know, there's, it's, there's something awful convenient about having a, a you know international pandemic going on 
that you can kind of manipulate or manage the information, you know, related to that pandemic in a way that kind of makes you look good whenever you need it to make you look good. Because um, because there's always stuff going on in the world. And if, if all of a sudden, you know, unemployment is skyrocketing and the Biden administration doesn't seem to have any clue how to handle that, you got the pipeline situation you mentioned, Israel and Hamas. And so it looks like there's a lot of, you know, trouble in paradise. So then let's all of a sudden make it look like we're handing uh, this wonderful thing, this freedom that the American people have wanted back again. Let's just kind of begin to play with that a little bit, make it make everyone feel optimistic and like maybe somehow the Biden administration had something to do with this. I just see it. By the way, I think this happens on both sides of the political aisle. I think people use stories and situations to their advantage. But anyway, I, um, uh, let's start providing perks for the vaccinated. You know, let's let's. Uh, oh, that's coming. Yeah. That's oh, coming. yeah. Yeah. In so, fact, in fact, um, want, real quick, Neil, I want to dovetail on that. Part of what you're saying there, uh, on top of the jobs numbers, the other thing that's happened is we're only at about 41 percent vaccinated in the country, and they want that number to be up around 65 to 70 percent. This also, this taking off of the mask, quote unquote, if you're vaccinated, is another way for them to entice people to get vaccinated. Because right now, frankly, guys, I think you're, you're at the peak. We've already seen all of those that are going to get vaccinated do so. Those that don't feel like they need to haven't. And I think I think they're having a really hard time now getting additional people <laughs> vaccinated. And the reality is the majority of people are not. And so to your point, Neil, when's the, when's the checks start rolling out to get vaccinated? Don't kid yourself. That's coming. Yeah. Well, and, well and, Absolutely. Go ahead, here in the people's well, guy here's in the people's republic they've already done it um the uh, governor newsom emperor newsom whichever you want to call him um has already provided incentives quote unquote for businesses uh, you can reopen as long as and then you're checking for passports basically i mean the the idea is you can have but right now the the relaxation is you can fill to half capacity nobody wears a mask but if you want to go to full capacity just make sure you check their vaccination card what? I mean, the Orange County Board of Supervisors, one of the most conservative counties in the state, actually had to put to a vote whether or not they wanted to endorse the uh, the, the vaccine passport. And fortunately, by a vote of four to one, they decided against it. But I mean, that conversation is already happening in many states. I mean, the fact that the, there's incentivization, if you will, for states to open up, but only to the vaccinated, you know, and uh, everything is just a subtle dig after dig after dig to say, if you have not been jabbed yet, then there's going to be something wrong with you. Neil, wasn't that Cuomo's deal with the baseball stadiums in New York? Well, exactly. And uh, all of the SUNY State University of New York schools, uh, any students returning this fall uh, that plan to be in person need to be vaccinated. So it's it's sort of a, hey, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to get the vaccination. But if you want to live any kind of a normal life, then you're going to need it. So it's a kind of a backhanded way of forcing vaccinations. By the way, here in Michigan, in Southfield, Michigan, which is literally 10 minutes up the road from where I'm broadcasting from, uh, there's a high school, there's senior prom. Here's what they actually put on their flyer. If you, if you bring in documentation that you're vaccinated, you can enter the prom. If you are not vaccinated, then you can enter the prom for an $80 fee. So apparently, whoa, whoa, wait right. so that, that's how you stop COVID? Just eighty yeah, exactly. bucks? Exactly. So hey, I'll, I'll, I'll spring for everybody here. What <laughs> so do you say? Now we don't have to get jabbed. Who needs, yeah, right, eighty bucks stops. I spent COVID. ten bucks on a package of masks. I, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so so much for. But this is what just kills me here. The idea: wait, if COVID is so dangerous that we must protect the other kids there from catching COVID, uh, if you haven't been vaccinated, okay, we'll pay eighty bucks, and then suddenly everybody is quote unquote safe. This is so. And by the way, let's let's add to that that the science also does say 
Those kids don't need vaccinated, by the way. We, we, we've gone oh, through God. this even on this program many times, guys. And, the, you know, young people, I would say even in their mid-20s and down, literally do not need to be vaccinated. It, it's absolutely ridiculous that we're pushing this on our young people. We're absolutely going to be addressing that, too. I'll tell you what. Hang on, guys. Short break, and we'll pick it up from there in a couple of minutes Couple of minutes more on the National Crawford Roundtable. Be transformed by the Word of God with Alistair Begg and Truth for Life. Every weekday, Alistair Begg teaches the Bible through in-depth, verse-by-verse attention to the Word of God. You can listen to Truth For Life on your local Crawford Broadcasting Station or listen online at truthfullife.org. Please support this important ministry with your donations at the truthfullife.org website or by calling 888-588-7884 and be sure to let them know you heard about Truth For Life from the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast. Continuing this National Crawford Roundtable Podcast with myself, Bob Duco, as well as Roger Marsh, John Rush, Neil Boron, talking about all all things mask right now with the CDC changing their guidelines to say, hey, you don't need masks outdoors or indoors. Unless you've been fully vaccinated, and that's because we're following the science. By the way, Anthony Fauci was on CBS's Face the Nation or Phase the Nation just the uh, just this past Sunday, and he defended the CDC's position, saying, "Quote: The underlying reason for the CDC doing this was just based on the evolution." Of the science. That's what Jen Psaki said to the evolution of the science. What I want to know, what I would have liked to have seen as a follow-up question for Dr. Fauci is what evolved? Okay, Can Mm -hmm. you tell me in what way the science changed this week versus last week? The economy evolved. Yeah, exactly. The the situation for Joe Biden evolved. But what science has evolved? What data and statistics have evolved? Evolved, And by the way, Dr. Fauci, while we're at it, if I can throw this in on the side, uh, two months ago, you said it was a disastrous decision for Greg Abbott of Texas to tell everybody you can take your masks off and restaurants, theaters open up to full capacity. We're going back to pre-COVID normal life. You said that was a disaster. You said that was going to be a huge surge. Joe Biden, you said that was, quote, Neanderthal thinking. And Texas just hit zero deaths on this just this past Sunday. So, so much for that theory. What has evolved in the science for the CDC? Of course, nobody's going to ask him those those follow up questions. Now, uh, I want to uh, I want to ask you guys about the the fully vaccinated part of this. And Roger, the point you were bringing up about the kids. We're going to get to the kids, especially in a little bit. But the the fully vaccinated issue to go mask free. This is something that really is making my eyes twitch, and I want to get you guys' take on this. Uh, I've had COVID, all right? I'm, I have immunity now. I have natural immunity from COVID. Yet I'm being told I still have to wear a mask until I get vaccinated. So vaccine immunity counts, but natural immunity doesn't count. And I think to myself, well, okay, wait a minute. In the history of vaccines and viruses, it's common knowledge that natural immunity for viruses is usually typically stronger and more longer lasting than vaccine immunity for any kind of virus, chicken pox, you name it, okay? Uh, and it's safe to assume it's probably the same with COVID. But here's what I don't get, guys. And Neil, I want to start with you on this if I could. Uh, if I go into a store right now, and I don't have a mask on. They're saying, uh, sir, I need to ask if you've been vaccinated. 
If I say, no, I have not been vaccinated, but I, I don't have vaccine immunity, but I do have natural immunity because I had COVID. They say, well, no, that's not enough because you have to ha- be vaccinated also. And that's what the CDC says. Problem is this. If somebody says to me, well, Bob, natural immunity doesn't mean that you're guaranteed not to get COVID again. You could still get it again. I say, I agree, but how's that different with vaccine immunity? Very same applies. At least 5% of people that get the vaccine anyway, the the – uh, the manufacturers themselves, they admit that, yeah, you know what, you're likely, you're, you're susceptible to get it again. So that's no different that you can get it whether you're vaccine immune or whether you're naturally immune. And then they say, yeah, but you also don't know how long your natural immunity is going to last. I say, I agree. Could be years, could be the rest of my life, could be a few months. But that very same principle applies to vaccine immunity. Correct. So, Neil, help me understand this. What am I missing here? If – I have natural immunity and I have to double up to be safe to get vaccine immunity too, which is weaker. Then why don't people who have vaccine immunity have to double up and get exposed to COVID so that they have a double whammy to make sure that they're protected if we're following the science? Because that's not how it works, Bob. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, that's what I, mean, it is. <laughs> I know you bring clarity to this. Exactly. I mean, there's just so much that in what you're saying. By the way, obviously in the medical community, there is some debate about what's better, natural or, uh, you know, vaccine immunity. But I tend to agree that natural is better because I like what those people have to say more than the ones that are saying you need vaccine immunity. Plus, apparently, if, you know, if you're if you get vaccine immunity, then you don't have to face getting the disease. Like, you know, um, for instance, if you had to get polio to become immune to ever getting polio again, it's probably not a good thing. So, um, but that so no there is some... on passing it to other people. The reason right, I can't right. go in the store isn't because they care about my well-being and not having to experience COVID. They want to make sure that I don't have COVID accidentally passing it to somebody else in their store. Right. I'm just as likely if I've got vaccine immunity. Well, a couple things here. I, I don't know if anybody saw the report on the New York Yankees. Like 25% of the team yeah. got COVID yes. after right. yes. they were vaccinated. So there's there's that unknown thing about does this vaccine even really – Bill Maher. Yeah. Well, how effective but, but, you is – but on the same token, guys, how many how many news reports, because you'd see them, do you see people getting a reoccurrence of COVID once they've had it like Bob? The reality is you hear about very little of those, if right. any. So right. t- to right. me, common sense tells me that my own natural antibodies, if I've had COVID, are much better than the vaccine. Right. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, like, the it, it comes back to um, – Ultimately, the news reports, I think. What, what is it they want the American people to believe? It, and I, to me, the, one of the biggest things about what all that you said, Bob, and I think it was really well said, is the idea that the media isn't even talking about natural immunity. It's right. not even it's like part it of the equation. Exist, yeah, you're example. right. You're not even hearing anything about it. And I just think that the American people really need to take a look at that and go, how come they're not talking about natural immunity? Because the fact is, uh, would you say, John, that maybe close to 50% of the American people have both vaccinations or whatever? I mean, we're... we're well, it's near- right now we're seeing about 41%. Okay. So we're nearing the 50% mark. But what what of the other 50%, how many of those people have natural immunity? Like Bob? Exactly. Great question. Yeah. So, I mean, we may be closer to 75% of people have some type of immunity, which is why the virus is dying out because there's no... Well, exactly. That may be why Texas has had no deaths. They're fully open and have been now for several months. Mm -hmm. And like Bob said earlier, the Neanderthal Neanderthal state, by the way, is (laughs) faring fairly well, guys. Right. Because you know what? They 
uh, are allowing natural immunity to basically be developed in people from a lot of people that are asymptomatic anyway. And it's like, okay, but I've got natural immunity. And so I've been wondering why I hang around with people that have COVID and I don't catch it. Maybe it's because you caught it and you didn't even know that you had it and you have antibodies now. And so uh, to, honestly, guys, uh, and it seems to me, Roger, that if the CDC, if Gavin Newsom, if Andrew Cuomo, okay, if all, Gretchen Whitmer – if these people were really, truly following the science and the mainstream media, Roger, they'd be saying uh, we can, the, the issue is how many people in America have immunity, whether it's natural mm-hmm. immunity or vaccine immunity. One way or another, we want to get to herd immunity, and so we want to get that number up. They would be talking about natural immunity in addition to vaccine immunity, but no, it's like like Neil said, natural immunity doesn't even exist. Let's pretend mm-hmm. it's not even a concept to discuss. It's all about vaccine immunity, and that's what the CDC says, and we're not scientists, and we know as laymen that that's scientifically false. That's right. Yeah, and, and maybe and, we've actually reached that point. I mean, where we, we America has become so in, in, in meshed and entrenched in the idea that the only way you can cure a disease, quote-unquote, is to have some jabbed into your arm or a pill popped into your throat i mean if that's the 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 prevailing attitude then that's probably a whole separate conversation in terms of why people believe the way they do but uh, we can get into more of this on the other side of the well and guys i want to make sure that i corrected my data because i was using colorado numbers when i said the 41 percent it's actually 37.9 as a nation colorado's at 41.6 i just want to make sure everybody listening we have the right numbers out there I thought it was higher than 37.9. I'm looking at at Google stats right in front of me, guys. All right. right. USA Today this morning said 37.9. Okay. That makes sense then. Um, So it's not as as high even as the press wants you all to believe, by the way, for all of you listening to this podcast. Yeah, but how many additional – I'd love to know how many additional people have natural immunity though That's a great question. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it's not at least another 30%. Right, which may be the very reason that the virus is slowing down and how come nobody's really asking that question. Right, and it seems like it it shouldn't be for non-scientist lay people – Talking about uh, talking about that as part of the equation, it should be the CDC and Dr. Fauci, and they're not. Which tells me there's a lot of manipulation here at play. Uh, we insist on forcing you and coercing you to get the vaccine. Period. That's the only thing that's going to be acceptable. So, uh, another short break. We'll continue this conversation next. You're on the National Crawford Roundtable. Dr. James Dobson left a successful career in academia to preserve and promote the biblical family in America. The radio broadcasting ministry of Dr. Dobson spans over four decades, earning him 17 honorary doctorate degrees and an induction into the National Radio Hall of Fame. Today, Dr. Dobson continues to champion marriage and parenthood through Family Talk. Listen every weekday at drjamesdobson.org and be sure to reference the National Crawford Roundtable podcast when asked how you listen to Family Talk. Continuing the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with Neil Q. Boron of Neil Boron Live out of Buffalo, New York. Uh, Roger Comrade Marsh from the bottom line from the People's Republic of California. Uh, John Pass the Doobies Rush from Rush out of Denver, Colorado. <laughs> and... Uh, Myself, uh, Bob, all of the above, Duco, uh, from uh, Detroit to Michigan. So, Bob, I have a question for all yes. of you. Yes. Why is it that the United States is really the only country pushing 
for these high numbers of vaccines in our country? Why is that? Is this a money deal? I mean, what's really going on here? Because I do believe I'm not a conspiracy guy. You guys all know that I'm not the tinfoil hat wearing guy at all. But what's really the underlying issue here as to as why as a country are we pushing this vaccine so hard? Boy, that is a good question. Any theories out there on the table? I mean, our government is in bed with the pharmaceutical industry. We know that. That's probably one. Is it about that? Uh, Is it that we have such an establishment mentality? Actually, let me throw a theory out here, okay? Uh, We do here in America have a liberal left wing that has a Marxist controlling government controls every aspect of your life philosophy. And I think that they like the idea of the government – convincing everybody, live in fear, obey us, do what we tell you to do, and they enjoy forcing us to comply and walk within the footsteps that they paint for us. And here's a way for them to exert that control and watch us go along. And if you allow people to just have natural immunity, well, then they're they're basically not obeying the mandates of the government. And so I, I think that there's something about the liberal left wing in this country saying – you need to obey what the government tells you to do and the government's telling you to get a vaccine. Therefore, follow what we say. And it sets the stage for them to force us to have our kids vaccinated if we don't want to, to force people to get the flu shots year after year if they don't want to, uh, and to force us to do whatever else the government tells us to do. So I, I think this is about a control philosophy personally, but I, I'm just speculating. We'll throw it around the well, table. Well, let, let me throw one more thing at you guys. Why is it when Fauci was asked a couple of weeks ago how many people in his department, and there was two other departments there that were responding as well, why is it inside of their own departments the numbers, that 37.9 or that 40 to 50 percent you know, ratio, which by the way I think they're probably exaggerating some, uh, why is it in their own departments only half the people are vaccinated? Yeah, that's a good question too. Yeah. You see it in different branches of the military, law enforcement, teachers, unions, right. you know, right. have been fighting very publicly. And then you get down to the raw numbers and find out that there are huge swaths of public employees that are saying, we refuse to take this. Right. 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 Why? In- including health care workers, a lot of health care workers too. L.A. had a bunch of them as well yeah. that were kind of revolting against this. So, no, it's it's becoming painfully obvious that the science, if you will, is not what's been followed when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to mask wearing, when it comes to lockdowns, when it comes to all of those kind of things. Otherwise, they'd be looking at places like Texas and Florida and realizing maybe just maybe they actually have it right. I mean, I'm sorry. You get Texas, a state like Texas, that two months ago says, everybody, take off your masks and open up your businesses to capacity and let's live life normal again. And the numbers there plummet. And two months later, they have zero deaths. Everybody, If they were truly objective scientists, Dr. Fauci, the CDC, and all of them would be sitting around going, you know what, guys? Uh, we got to suck it up and follow the science. And let's look at what Texas is doing. We need to rethink how we're doing it. But no, you know what? They double down and they just hope we all get amnesia to Neanderthal thinking type well, comments. And Bob, so. to your earlier point, if we interject, I know, John, you've had some travels. And we've got like, about 30 seconds of the break. Just oh, so you, know. you know what? Let's do it. Well, something to add on the other side of the podcast. I want to accentuate something that you said about wearing masks and the government control and everything, because there, I think there's an important point to make about our, our liberty, not just religious yeah. liberty, but liberty with regard to this. Well, I'll tell you what, hold on to that point and we'll pick that up on the other side of this break, folks. It's the next 
National Crawford Roundtable podcast, the second half of this podcast, uh, you can listen to online, everybody. You can go to crawfordmediagroup.net or you can subscribe to Apple Podcast and give us a nice five-star review. We'll take it. Stitcher, tune in wherever you listen to your podcast. Listen to the second half online and we'll continue the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable. This has been a Crawford Broadcasting production. Continuing the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with Roger Marsh from California, John Rush from Denver, Colorado, Neil Boron, Buffalo, New York, Myself, Bob Duco, out of Detroit. We're talking about the CDC, the mask wearing guidelines, the vaccination requirements, and such. And uh, Roger, you started to uh, make a point before the break. Yeah, the point regarding the the mandates. And Bob, you were talking about the uh, the, the removal of the mandates in Texas and Florida, and how, I mean, two of the four most populous states in the United States, and how the death toll has gone down to nothing. You know, and of course, the CDC people would say, "Well, yeah, that's because of the vaccination." And and we know that uh, the herd immunity from people who Bob, you've you've survived it. Um, recently, I did an interview with Steve Gregg from the Narrow Path. Uh, we were in sitting in the studio, no plexiglass in between the middle of us, uh-huh. and he told me right there live on the air, "Yeah, my wife and I." COVID, you know, and we're fine. We're not going to get jabbed because basically the way we look at it, we're immune to this. But I think the point that, that we can underscore even more boldly here is when the mask mandates were lifted, it didn't mean that everybody threw their masks away. What it meant was now the liberty issue went back to the people and it was taken right. away from the government. Right. The fact right. that in Texas, yep. like when my daughter and her husband were down there looking for property and they decided not to buy, uh, they said it was so nice to go into a restaurant and sit down and some people wore masks and some people didn't and no one was pointing the finger at anybody else. I mean, the idea that now it became a matter of what do I want to do? What's my personal liberty? If I feel comfortable wearing a mask, I'll wear a mask. If I'm around my elderly parents, I'm going to wear a mask because they are, have health concerns and I want to honor them. But if I am you know, out and about in public and it's just my wife and me, we're going to dinner, we don't necessarily need to wear them and we don't want to. But the fact that we, the people, have the liberty to make that decision and what we've seen over the past years, and it's shocking to me, is how many American citizens have been perfectly willing to be told what to do by people mm-hmm. who really don't know what they're doing. I mean, 94% right, right. of the people who get COVID and quote-unquote die from COVID have a comorbidity. And the CDC has never refuted that. They've never talked that down. If you look at the statistics from the own CDC website, the number of people who have died from COVID, you know, the whole thing, you're going to get infection and you're going to die from it with no comorbidity is 35,000 people. Right. Of the 580,000 right. attributable right. deaths. 35,000 right. people. The number of people who have died from getting jabbed, getting the vaccination, and that killed them, is 5,000. That's the numbers that I'm comparing right there. I mean, I hate to say it, but if somebody has high blood pressure, obesity, you know, heart condition, whatever it is, uh, this happened to my daughter's, uh, my daughter's husband is a personal trainer. One of his clients had just gone to a funeral for his father-in-law. The guy had cancer. He had con- uh, congestive heart failure, and his doctor insisted that he get both doses of the vaccination he was dead in two weeks and it was pretty obvious to see that with a compromised immune system this guy couldn't handle the vaccination but they were the mindset was you've got to get the vaccination or you're going to mm-hmm. die and the vaccination wound up killing him so i mean it, the, mm-hmm. the fact that we are i was starting to see a kind of a pushback from people not only on the medical side but also hey can we take a look at the constitution for a second here i mean right I, 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 we've seen people i mean a lot of people in this neck of the woods who wear masks and gloves while they're driving even before the pandemic hit and if you want to do that, you do you. I mean, knock yourself right. out. But don't but, force me to. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That's the right. point I wanted to and, make. But people are obeying what they're told to do by the government and yeah. ceding our, our freedoms and liberties, which is just insane. By the way, what you were pointing out regarding the, the numbers, the death numbers, comorbidities and such, 
I don't know if anybody saw this. Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC, uh, she claimed that, of course, the CDC says those 600,000 COVID deaths, those are all COVID deaths, even though the CDC themselves acknowledge, as you were pointing out, Roger, 94% of all COVID deaths, the people have an average of 2.6 additional comorbidities. Mm. But she says it's not the comorbidities that killed them, it's just COVID. So those people died from COVID, not merely with COVID, but from COVID. However, uh, VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Reaction Reporting System, that's run by the CDC, by the way, they list 5,000, you're right, 5,000 vaccine deaths so far. But the CDC mm-hmm. says those are not attributable to the vaccine. Those are attributable to whatever comorbidities those people happen oh, to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 100% of the right, 100% of the vaccine deaths are the comorbidities and none of them are the vaccine, but mm-hmm. 0% of the covid deaths are the comorbidities and 100% are covid itself. And it's like, it's it's the heads I win tails you lose. Well, that's not following the science and that's the reason why I would argue guys, it's the CDC and Fauci and it's their own fault that all of this Suspicion about them as being raised when they pull nonsense like this. Well, and it should be. Uh, our bottom line is, if we live, if we love freedom, then we need to keep the pedal to the metal on the whole accountability issue, because yeah. there is something to be learned from Texas and Florida. What exactly? I don't know, but there's something really different going on in Texas and Florida because they've opened up and people aren't dropping dead from coronavirus. Um, I think that. There needs to be a study long term on the on the effects of natural herd immunity, like and even looking at Sweden and other things there, versus vaccine immunity. Bottom line is like uh, the truth is, I think we have to agree. Nobody has all the right answers. Nobody understands everything. But why are we shutting out some of the data? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think that we need to be jumping. Uh, to, to move all of the ancient boundary stones, bottom line here, because as far as, you know, our freedom in America, we've been about freedom. That's why we exist. And I think that the vast majority of Americans want the least amount of government interference possible. But this has turned the tables on that, where the government's now saying, basically, we know what's best for you and we'll tell you what you need to say and do. Parents, not politicians, know what's best for their kids. So, you know, let's let's keep those core values in mind in the mix as we move forward, because if we surrender that, we've surrendered our freedom ultimately over coronavirus. And I'm not willing to give it up for that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, let me ask you guys about vaccine hesitancy in general for those who choose not to get vaccinated. Now, as I agree with Steve Gregg, I've I've had COVID. My wife and I have had COVID. We have natural immunity. Is it guaranteed it's long-lasting for life? No, it's not guaranteed, but it's not guaranteed with the vaccine either. So uh, is it possible we could get it again? Yeah, but that's the same thing with people getting vaccines. So, you know, what's the difference? So I'm not going to get the vaccine. But there are people out there that they haven't had COVID, to their knowledge, and they're still not going to get the vaccine. And these people are being given stink eye as though they're doing something wrong or dangerous. But I'll be honest with you, folks. I can understand why some people are hesitant to get the vaccine. I think if I had not had COVID, I don't I don't think I would still be getting the vaccine because it does matter to me that there's been 5,000 deaths uh, right after people got the COVID vaccine. I think these are some legitimate reasons 
to be suspicious and to weigh the risk and go, well, if I was 85 years old with nine comorbidities, maybe the vaccine would be a lesser risk. But based on the statistics, based on the survival rate data, uh, you know, I'm in the age group that has between a 99.5 and 99.9% survival rate if I get COVID. That's right in line with the flu. So therefore, it doesn't seem like it's worth the risk to take the vaccine. It seems like it's a better risk to let myself get COVID if I end up getting it at all. Is that really such a crazy radical position for a lot of Americans to have? I don't think so. No, well, I, don't I think either, Bob. I, Bob, I, I, think, I think you're, you're a hater. You're spot on. You're filled with hate. No doubt. You're stuck, Actually, I, mean, I identify as a as a vaxxer. That's yeah. my. Uh, I, I'm a trans transvaxite. There you go. So, <laughs> well, you know, Bob, I'm going to throw, throw another another uh, you know thought into what you just said as well as you know, and, and I don't know. I'm going to get a, a blood test in a, a. I'm giving blood in a week, which gives you a test, and I'll tell you whether there's antibodies or not. Because frankly, I've gone this entire time. I haven't changed my lifestyle at all. I've traveled. I mean, I've been to Mexico. I've been to Hawaii. I've been different places. You know, I've been all over the place. Literally, my lifestyle has not changed one iota other than when things were completely shut down and you couldn't do anything. But outside of that, I've worked. I've done everything just like I normally would have done before and, to my knowledge, have not had COVID yet. Why do I need a vaccine? Right. I can't answer that question. I, I don't know Because in my world, I don't, in, in my opinion, I don't need one. I've gone this long with, without catching it. There, there's evidently something going on either with my own immune system or something because I've had family members. You know, my folks had COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been others around me that have had it that I've definitely been exposed to, but yet I've somehow or another not gotten it. Well, how do you know you didn't have it and you were just asymptomatic? Well, I, I guess that, like I said, I'm going to get a blood test and, and they'll do a true antibody test when you get a blood test, which, by the way, for everybody listening, that's really, to my knowledge, the only way to know fully if you've got the antibodies is to get a, a blood test. And when they do that, they will tell you whether or not you've got the antibody. Because if you do, they want the, this is the other interesting thing, guys. If you have the antibodies, they want to have your plasma. In some cases, will pay you for that plasma because they're using that to help other folks that have COVID. Huh. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, it, so there's nothing wrong with people saying I don't want to get the vaccine. No, there's not. Right. By the Look, way, I, nothing. I, I agree. I so, so I got a question to throw out to you guys that I saw right. on Facebook this week that came up, which is an interesting conversation. As Christians, if you're not going to get the vaccine, but you feel like you're always getting the stink eye, and something happens to where somebody point blank ask you if you had it or didn't have it, and you lie and say that you did just to avoid all of the scrutiny that would come your way, is that okay or not okay? I'll tell you what, that's a great question. Let's answer that right after the break. We'll continue this National Crawford Roundtable next. Learn how to walk the narrow path with Steve Gray. With over 40 years of studying the Bible, Steve Gregg is passionate about teaching you how to apply scriptural wisdom to every aspect of your life. Listen to The Narrow Path on your local Crawford Broadcasting Station or online at thenarrowpath.com. The Narrow Path is 100% listener supported. Please keep this vital ministry going with your generous financial support and let them know you heard about The Narrow Path on the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast. Continuing this National Crawford Roundtable podcast, John Rush, Roger Marsh, Neil Boron, myself, Bob Duco. Okay, John, a very good question that you ask. What do we do when we – actually, I debated this uh, with my listeners on my own show the other day after the CDC changed their guidelines. So if I go into a store 
and there's the employee at the front, and and they're asking everybody coming in, have you been vaccinated or not? Uh, And if you say no, then it's like, well, sir, you have to put a mask on or you can't come in the store. Uh, If you say yes, then it's like, okay, go on past. Okay, well, yeah, there's the science, I suppose. But um, what's somebody like me supposed to do? Do I, do I say, no, I haven't, but I do have natural immunity? That employee is making nine bucks an hour. He doesn't They're not going to make that decision. Yeah, he, right, he doesn't right. know. What they, like, well, all I know is we have to, you have to say you're vaccinated. It's like, okay, but I have – so am I going to spend the next 15 minutes trying to educate him on natural immunity versus vaccine immunity? Or, <laughs> or do you do just I say, do, I've, got the vac- I've got the vaccine and walk in? Or, or do, I just say, do I just say, yep, and he says, okay, just walk in. Okay, but now as a Christian – I am lying, but the spirit of his question is, do we have to worry about you being a carrier in here, or can we Good be point. confident that you're immune? That's the Good spirit point. of his question. And right. so, and the, the reality letter, is you're not going to harm anybody by being in there. Yeah, so the letter of his question I'm lying to, but the spirit of his question I'm telling the truth, mm-hmm. which then begs the question – how do we look at this? Is it legalistic to say no? We have to uh, we have to specify the, what type of immunity I have, or do we have the freedom, flexibility, and grace to realize I'm not deceiving them for the main thing that they're looking for, and so therefore I'm just going to say yes to the question, even though technically the answer is no. How do we look at it, guys? I'll be honest with you, I am a little bit conflicted. On that, I truthfully am because I do feel awkward about somebody asking me directly, have you been vaccinated? And then me looking at them and saying, yes, I have. Uh, That's still not true. Uh, It's a tough one. I know. But do we really give all the caveats then and end up in a debate with somebody in the lobby of Walmart? Uh, Well, on a – just just curious. but Ask Neil answer this, would you? Yeah, 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 right. Right. I, you want me to absolve Bob of his sins? Please. You got Rahab okay with Joshua's spies. Uh, okay. you got the Hebrew yeah, midwives. Uh, the yeah, Hebrew yeah. midwives. You okay. had to go there, Neil. You had to well, go there. Well, you know, right. Bob, you know, let's, let's go more modern and throw in was it okay for a German back when I, the Nazis were trying to kill Jews that was hiding and harboring Jews in their in their house? Was it okay for them to lie to the Nazis and say they didn't have anybody there? Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go down the road of of Anne Frank and Schindler, and for that matter, undercover mm-hmm. police officers That's right. uh, infiltrating drug rings. And so, how is there an overly legalistic? approach that we sometimes take to something like this or do we have pastor neil do we have the the freedom to say here's the spirit of what they're looking for and i'm not violating the spirit of that so therefore i don't believe that i'm being deceptive well let me just say that i think a lie is a lie rahab lied okay but she wasn't punished for it she actually shows up in hebrews 11 as a hero of scripture Yeah, so she's in the Hall of Fame. So I and I've told you before. I used to lie to my dad when he was here, um, you know, about his work history. That the boss called and told him he's doing a good job, but he hadn't worked in thirty years, and the reason was he had dementia. It made him feel better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there was right. that. But is that a but is that a justification? I the, you said is it legalistic? There, there's also a, an overly simplistic situation going on here in my mind because. It depends how the the question's worded. I mean, if if the individual literally says, "Have you had the COVID vaccine? Have, have you had a shot in your arm? Have you gotten the COVID vaccine?" It, it's a flat out lie to say no. But if you know, if they say, "Have are you immune? Do you have immunity?" Well, that's but an entirely different question. That, yeah, well, no, you don't. You that. don't. 
Yeah, but if you're talking about somebody making $9 an hour, I don't know what they're going to ask me when I walk through the door. So there's that. But let me just say this, too. Under HIPAA laws, are we under any obligation to tell people about our medical history? Do we have HIPAA doesn't cover that. I, no, I had no, an attorney on here yesterday. Of, okay. Yeah, but they're not well, under obligation to let you in the store either. So wait, right. John. That's right. I got one more thing to say, but John, you Go said ahead. that the attorney said it would be that that there is that HIPAA somebody has a right to that. Okay. Yeah, as a business, as a business asking you whether you've had a vaccine or not, that is not against HIPAA whatsoever because they're gotcha. asking you specifically if you're going right. to divulge that information. You then have the choice to choose to divulge it or not, and they have the choice to let you in the store or not because right. it is okay. private property. Right, and the store has the right to to have a standard. Like, you know, I don't care what if you've been vaccinated or not. We're asking that people wear a mask till they're seated or whatever. Which, by the way, I fully support. Okay, and I do too. So my point is, if you're going into a grocery store and somebody asks you this, you could avoid lying by simply putting a mask on, do your grocery shopping, and leave. It, it's simple as well. Or, or is it just about me getting my way and me you know, being able to exercise my personal rights by having to lie to them? I, I just, Bob, I think there's some merit in what you're saying, and I don't want to dismiss it entirely. But on the other hand, I think there's a simple way. Just throw a mask on and do your shopping and get out. I don't know. Well, but, Neil, Neil, let me, let me, I'm going to check you on this. You went back a little bit ago talking about it's high time we started exercising the freedoms that God gave us in this country in the first place. Right. Is this right. not one right. of them? Wait a minute. Well, yeah, but, you know, and the Pope thinks, the Pope thinks that we have a moral obligation. Um, so that counts for something. I'm just kidding. Um, no, in Philippians chapter 2, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others as more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. So I do think that, that I don't know if it's a moral obligation here, but it's a biblical obligation to care about other people. So um, does that mean everyone has to be vaccinated? No. Um but if uh, if I sneeze in a room filled with people, we talked about this last week, I think, you know, if I'm in a kitchen preparing food with 20 other people nearby and I sneeze, I should probably sneeze into my elbow instead of just into the open air. Why? Because I care about the other people. So I think that has to be weighed in when we're making these kind of decisions. I just don't hey, think it's keep, keep one or the you. other. If I've had if I've had COVID already and I have natural immunity, uh, if I walk through that store without a mask, right. I am no more of a risk to anybody in there than right. I would be if I were right. vaccinated and right. not, and don't have to wear my mask. Right, so which is why I'm the same to the other people. Which is there. why I'm not condemning you to hell forever, Bob. Because I don't, I don't, I think that you <laughs> have forever. a right. Appreciate <laughs> <that>. <laughs> just for a while. No, but I think that you have a right to get before God and say, Lord, if I, I feel free to do this, and if the Lord gives you that kind of freedom, and you know you're cool with it in your heart, then then do what you need to do. Because you know you're protecting other people because you, you are know, protected. You know what really stinks about this, though, is I can't I, – I've faced this already. And, guys, maybe – John, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being wimpy here. But I can't bring myself to flat-out lie. When they say, have you had the vaccine, I just can't bring myself to say no. I say – I mean to say yes. I, I can't because it's such a direct lie. So yeah. I go, uh, well, the, the bad or the, what is it? What I said. Uh, uh, the bad news is no, I haven't. The good news is I have natural immunity, so it's just the same. So and then I just confidently walk past him. One time, hey, I did go into good. a Kroger. I did go Perfect. into a Kroger store, and uh, <laughs> when I walked past the guy, he had a mask on. Uh, this was actually a couple of weeks ago, so before the CDC changed. As I walked past him, I took out my wallet. I didn't have a mask on, but I took out my wallet. 
And I did kind of a quick Barney Fife flip. I flipped it open and closed. I flipped it open and went immunity and then flipped it closed and put it back in my pocket and walked past him. And oh, he man. was like, uh, 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 okay, okay, which all he really saw was my CPL license when I flipped it open like that. Mm. You know. But you know, it's true. It's, I have immunity. I just happen to have Tourette syndrome with my wallet. Okay, but uh, so no, I, I yeah. Unfortunately for me personally, that's here in Colorado. Um, fortunately, I think everybody here is just so done with all of this. They're ready to get back to normal. That the the folks at the door are. You know, I've been in Costco and other places in town. Which, by the way, Costco being very liberal, you think they would be the ones asking that question at the door when you walk in? How weird is that? They're not. They're not. I mean, Target I have not been asked also. one time yet. Okay. Uh, how many times have you walked into a place where somebody's wearing a mask, or maybe they even come into the radio station or something, and they got a mask on, and they're like, um, I, do you need to wear that? Because I'm cool with it if you're cool with it. And Like, this has happened 25 times to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. cool with it. So then we just take the masks off when we're done. And I think right. some of those people are going to be working at the door at Costco. So I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you know. the other thing, too, guys, is I predict that uh, within the next four, maybe six at the most – you're not going to be talking about this at all because we're going to be on to the next thing because this thing this thing's over already. It's just a done, stick a fork in it. It's a done all deal. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's let's watch talk out about for the variants. It, let's <laughs> yeah. let's talk yeah. about if it is in fact over. Is are we ever going to get to the way things were before COVID, or do we now have a permanent part of our life? Are you vaccinated or not? Do you have to wear a mask or not? Will that now become a permanent part of our life and COVID will just be replaced with the sickness du jour. Hang on a second, guys. We'll take one more break here on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. Dr. Michael Youssef leads the way for people living in spiritual darkness to discover the light of Jesus Christ. This tremendous outreach begins with the proclamation of God's Word through the uncompromising biblical teaching of Dr. Michael Youssef. Leading the Way is here to equip and strengthen the church to stand strong and to advance the gospel in today's ever-changing world. Listen to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef at ltw.org slash listen, and be sure to mention you heard about their program on the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast. Continuing the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast with Roger Marsh, John Rush, Neil Boron, myself, Bob Duco. What about post-COVID? I was looking, gentlemen, at a poll that just came out and this poll shows that 43% of Americans, 43% say that they are going to continue wearing masks outside mm-hmm. even when they, they're told they don't have to. So the CDC says you don't have to wear a mask inside, let alone outside. 43% of Americans say I'm doing it anyway. They're kind of making that. So I have a feeling that five years from now – we're going to kind of become like you know some Hong Kong type places where uh, you see a, a good third of the people in any store on any given day wearing masks, and that's just and it becomes a fashion accessory. And these mask commercials are going to be a permanent part of late night TV now. Uh, will this in fact be part of our life? And are they going to take everything now from childhood vaccinations to flu shots during cold and flu season and everything else? Is there going to be a mask slash vaccine debate in perpetuity now about the variants or any non-COVID thing or anything else? Is this now part of our future, guys? Yes. Um, you know, I, well, if, I, well, I wanted to jump in here so. quickly and say I think I don't think so, but 
everything we've been discussing here with regard to do you mask up, do you not mask up, do you you know lie about the shot, this, that, and the other thing. There's herd immunity that the culture says we're going for, but there's a herd mentality here that is actually right. creating this this climate of judgment i mean for lack of a better if you go and you're asked that question you know and, and are, are you now or have you ever been you know show me your papers that type of thing when it comes to the vaccine if you choose to put on the mask and people are going to walk around and say oh that guy hasn't been vaccinated you know so you're really not saving anybody now there's the stigma of i can wear a mask because i want to has become a well, if i don't wear a mask that means i'm fully vaccinated and the government says it's okay for me to do it you're going to see more people wearing masks, and I think that's probably a good thing because, quite frankly, there were probably some people who were walking around with the flu who needed to have something you know, covering their face whenever they were sneezing and wheezing and doing whatever they were doing. But I, my bigger concern is for the, the, the stigma that is going to stay with us now in terms of do you mask, do you not mask, do you get stuck, do you not get stuck? You know? And how does Bob prove that he has immunity to this? How does Steve Gregg prove that he has immunity to us right now? All Show we have papers. is his word. All, yeah, all we have is your word or a vaccine passport. So uh, in terms of the, the back to normal type of stuff, not going to happen. Um, in terms of the uh, the mask wearing, uh, people are going to wear masks, and you're right. We're going to look a little bit more like some of the Asian countries where people do this anyway. you know. And, and that's kind of – it's just new to us here in the States. But uh, uh, there is a new normal right now, and uh, this is it. Yeah, there, well, I, I've mentioned before I live right near the University of Buffalo, and there's a huge percentage of, of Asian students there. Um, and many of them, for years, wore masks pre-pandemic. I mean, like it was, we would make comments like, why, why are they wearing masks? But apparently life in Asia is like this. I've never been to China or Korea or anywhere, so I don't know exactly what life over there is like. But apparently... Um, there, there's an awful lot of mask wearing going on there, and it's just kind of normal for people coming because from Because of the because, pollution. They do that because of the pollution. Okay. Well, so it's – but it's not a big deal to them. It's a big deal to me for sure. But I, I, to, I don't want to be overly pessimistic. I try to be an optimist in my life. But I just think – well, I'll give an example. In Erie County, 25, 30 years ago, uh, they, they tacked on an additional 1% sales tax on any purchase in Erie County to cover a short-term budget fall. Guess what? We're still paying <laughs> twenty five years later. That actually, right. they, they it never moves backwards. And I just think that politicians, elected officials, have become drunk with power on this thing. Like that, that they realized, oh my goodness, you know, we can we can actually get people to obey us. And and we've somehow along the line too, we've lost the idea that these are elected officials who really actually work for us. That the government is we the people in the United States. And now it's been all about, well, what do you think uh, Dr. Fauci is going to say? What is Joe Biden going to say this week? All of a sudden it becomes, or, or, you know, even more poignantly, Andrew Cuomo or Gavin Newsom. You get these powerful governors making decisions like they're God and, you you know, taking advantage of powers that they've never been given. And somehow we just surrendered them. So I don't see it going completely back in the other direction like, oops, sorry, okay, we'll just back out of the room slowly. Let's get back to life as normal. I definitely think things are going to be somewhat different. Yeah. And I have a bad feeling they're just going to... And I have a different... I have a different feeling. In other areas. What's your take? I, I have a different opinion on that. I, I think once the, they figure out that the only way to get our economy and people, you know, back, back to work, which, by the way, is another subject we could talk about either today or, you know, even next week, you know, is it okay for Christians to stay on the government dole uh, longer than what they need to. That's a whole other conversation. But I think once the economy starts to roll back and things in that world start to get back to normal and people feel that freedom once again of not having to wear 
a mask and even carry it around with them and so on, I, I really think the thing goes to bed. That's my own opinion. I, I realize there will be a small population, a percentage of the population, I should say, that will continue to wear masks. And, you know, there's a small population of the of – the, or there's a small percentage of the population that chooses to do all sorts of weird things. So we, whatever suits them, fine, but I think the majority will, will get away from them. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I hope you're right personally. I, look, I, I don't discount – that piece that was written by that, – that medical research paper written by that pulmonary physiologist that was published in the National Institutes of Health that Snopes and other people tried to claim was debunked. But if you read through the article, it's like, no, they actually didn't, quote, debunk it per se. Uh, but this guy is a pulmonary physiologist and he says, look, ma- wearing masks uh, – for extended periods of time is not healthy for you. It weakens your immune system overall. It causes more bacterial buildup and goes deeper into your lungs. It decreases your oxygen levels at the cellular level. It increases CO2 carbon dioxide levels, which is not healthy. And this is something that makes you more susceptible to get sick. And it also makes it more difficult for your body to fight off sickness. Uh, personally, I would I would tend to agree. I want my body to experience germs that are out there and and get a little bit stronger and tougher to fight it off. I don't want to be the I don't want to be Jack Nicholson in as good as it gets where suddenly I have to put on Playtex gloves before I turn a door handle. So, right. you know, there's got to be a place to draw that line there and it seems that this covid time has turned us into germaphobes and I do wonder about that. Are we going to emerge from this having a good fourth to third of America that's now like Howard Hughes, where they're they're afraid to touch a door handle. Well, I know that Roger's been stockpiling mayonnaise jars in his basement for a really long time, but I yep. can't say more than that. Yep, yep. And you're you're <laughs> all filled with hate. That's all. Uh, I can say. That, that's right. <laughs> filled that's with stop, hate. stop the hate. Stop the stop hate. the hate, guys. Uh, very interesting discussion. And by the way, John, I love that question you threw out about. Uh, uh, about Christians on the government dole when it's not necessary. Uh, if the government is giving you free money and it's a pay cut to go back to work, uh, do we have a responsibility as Christians to say, no, I'm not going to take what the government is offering me for free to go back to work? Or is it acceptable to say, hey, why would I not stay home if I'm getting more money to stay at home? Shame on the government for doing that, but why would I not take advantage of that? I can see some Christians going, there's nothing wrong. Personally, I, I can't fathom that. I just Me can't neither. fathom doing that. But that's where the that's where society is today, and certainly the younger generation today very much seems to be bragging about why would I why would I do why would I work harder for money if I don't have to work at all? For more money, isn't that being smarter, if you will, so I can play video games on my mom's couch? No, I, uh, that's a I think our two pastors question. would disagree that scripturally that's not the right way to look at it. If a man look, But here's the thing. If a man doesn't work, he will not eat. But the government says that's okay. We'll let you eat anyway. And so therefore we're creating an incentive for you not to work. So do people – is it okay for Christians to go ahead and take advantage of what the government is giving you? Or not. Personally, I think it's wrong. My, my gut reaction is it's wrong to do this and that you should get your butt back to work. But uh, I know there's some Christians who are going to disagree. So we'll, we'll have to have that discussion and debate maybe next week. So in the meantime, it's another National Crawford Roundtable podcast under our belts. Uh, folks, we always appreciate you listening. You can listen by going online to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. 
Or you can listen online wherever you listen to your podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. We will gladly welcome a nice five-star review from you if you folks would be so kind. And Roger Marsh, Neil Boron, John Rush. Guys, always great catching up with you. See you next week. Likewise, Thanks, Bob. Bob. Have a good day. Likewise. See you. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless. This has been the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Download and subscribe to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. Apple users can rate the podcast, and we'd appreciate your five-star rating. National Crawford Roundtable Podcast returns with a new discussion each week. Be sure to watch for the notification on your podcast app. This has been a Crawford Media Group production.